from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 11.50 a.m., 88.5 f.m. and 94.5 f.m. We are streaming online, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you for joining me today. Adam Story coming up here soon, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines here on this Tuesday, May 12th. Uh, Bishop Johnson coming up at 7.15 today, the Bishop of the Diocese of Des Moines here. Going to be talking about his recent meeting with the Vice President of the United States, uh, VP Vice Vice President Pence came in uh, to Des Moines, as many of you know, last Friday, and uh, many religious leaders were able to meet with him. So we're going to talk about that and kind of give an update on the phases and where we're sitting right now when it comes to uh, reopening uh, with Bishop Johnson, 715. Jean Wells hosts a straight talk and a preview her 10 o'clock show today in the second half hour. And also at 745 today, Brian Gonzalez, Director of Development for Intervisions Healthcare, is going to be talking. Uh, he, he likes to uh, normally, you know, he, I always joke with him because he, he always has about four or five pieces of paper in, in prep uh, for a 10-minute segment. This guy, is he's good, and he always brings it. And I'm looking forward to, to talking to him about their virtual uh, conference that uh, they have moved now. That's going to be coming up here soon. So Brian Gonzalez at 745 today. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sella. We'll have your saying of the day coming up as well. And hopefully I'll schedule some time to breathe. It's one of those jam-packed shows here on this Tuesday. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Tuesday to you. How are you doing? Well, it's the allergies, man. We were talking about that the other day. This is the season now. Mm-hmm. I just noticed that uh, last night and this morning, last night when I was uh, outside, I said, man, the allergies are starting to kick in. I yeah. said, I hope it's not a, a spring cold or something like that, but no, it's allergies. It's been the last few morning. years for me. I, I never had them growing up, and then over the last few years, I started getting them, and man, it was not fun. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff uh, blowing around, you know, the tree allergy, the grass, the dust mold, ragweed, that was my uh, nemesis, but uh, I noticed it a little bit. It's not... Not too bad, but I, I notice it. So I'm sure if you're getting it back, you may need to see an allergist. I got a few uh, phone numbers I can give you to uh, some really pretty good docs. Yeah, send me a name. I it really, I, I need to see one. I have never Seriously. seen. I never seen one for uh, you know for allergies, but I think now's the time. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, good. So uh, you hear uh, Major League Baseball? This was a rumor last week, and now it's uh, going to fruition. May may be starting up. At least the owners have agreed to start up i don't think the players are going to agree to that today when it's proposed but we could see major league baseball around the fourth july uh, possibly there's going to be some back and forth i think with that agreement but i i inevitably i think they're going to get it done um i i think it'll happen it's just you know like you said you got to shore up some details and uh june 4th they're saying 82 games um you know it's going to be look a little bit different my the most exciting thing for me in this is you know the cubs get a dh designated hitter now that's so. right 
I mean, with Kyle Schwarber as the DH, man, I'll tell you what, that makes him instantly better. Well, and, and then if you're a Cub fan, now obviously the, the games are going to be played without fans initially. That's what they're saying. So they'll probably be all on TV. So you better have the Cubs, whatever the Cubs play on. And, and of course, the Cubs could be playing in Kansas City, St. Louis, obviously against the White Sox and their crosstown rival. They also will play Milwaukee and the Minnesota Twins. So you'll see a lot of Cub games as they're going to go to regional baseball. American and National League Central teams will play each other and have a DH, and same on the east and west coast. So that's kind of how they're going to do it. Sounds good to me. I'll take it. Just give me some baseball. Yeah, a 10 to 14 game playoff, possibly, but just an 82 game schedule. And you mentioned, John, starting the 4th of July and uh, spring training going on in June, but at their home ballparks without games. So they basically will scrimmage each other and uh, have a a 30 man roster with a taxi squad up to 50 players. So that's kind of what the proposal is. I'm fine with it. Well, let's get right. Yeah, let's get right to it this morning. I know you got a busy morning from the WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk and Meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently in the morning, we have overcast skies, 45 degrees, and north wind at 5 miles per hour at the Mercy One Studios here in central Iowa. And today we will see partly cloudy skies later on today, a high of 61 degrees, southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, overnight low of 47 degrees, and tomorrow cloudy. And then we'll see rain in the afternoon on your Wednesday, a high of 62 degrees, and Thursday, scattered showers and thunder storm but it'll be warmer a high of 74 degrees and on friday partly cloudy with a high of 72 degrees well in the news on this uh, tuesday morning uh, as businesses across iowa begin to reopen des moines will do the same with a busy downtown street now beginning today the city of des moines will reopen one lane of grand avenue between 13th and 15th streets adjacent to the john and mary papa john sculpture park des moines closed off the street last month to prevent drivers from scooping the loop and and encourage social distancing at the park during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, drivers will also be able to park on the north side of Grand Avenue. The street's uh, southern lane will still be closed. Now, a spokesperson for the city of Des Moines said the partial reopening of Grand Avenue is being done as the city officials expect to see more traffic downtown because of the easing of state COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, across the across the uh, Sculpture Park, traffic on Locust Street will continue to be limited to one-lane traffic between 10th and 15th Street. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And again, we're waiting a decision sometime soon about Iowa's two high school summer sports seasons, baseball and softball. That should be made here by the end of May. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, we have overcast skies, 45 degrees, a north wind at 5 miles per hour. And today we will We'll see partly cloudy skies throughout the day, and it'll be dry, a high of 61 degrees with southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Tuesday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. 
Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Again, starting off pretty light, accident-free, so not a bad drive for you if you're out already this morning. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. It's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Hello, sir. Hey, good morning, John. Something that my family and I don't do enough of, and you say today it can be an important aspect of a, of the spiritual life, and that is to read together. And, and you know, not, not just kind of going to our own separate corners, or not just reading children's books, which we do to our kids, but actually reading together uh, things of the faith. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think especially during this time, as all of us have had more time as a family and you know, we're all, there's all sorts of activities we can do, watch movies, play board games, you know, go for walks and all that stuff. But one of the, one of the practices we should incorporate is to read aloud uh, together as a family. Now this works, uh, my kids are eight down to four months and it works with our family. Uh, and I know families that still do this who have high school age children. I know spouses who do this uh, when it's just the two spouses, but reading out loud together uh, is, I think, a beautiful practice, and, and it reminds us our lives are shaped by stories. You know, all of us, the way we see the world, the way we live, uh, the things that engage us, our lives are shaped by stories, and so it's vitally important. What are the stories that we're attentive to? What are the stories that we hear? Uh, what are the stories that we know? Uh, they shape who we are, and so reading together, it's a beautiful, beautiful practice. Now, when you say reading together, what, what books uh, maybe have you read, or are you guys reading, or would you suggest? So, I, you know, I think it depends on uh, the age of the kids. I think it depends on the interests of your family, but I know, uh, you know, families who have read spiritual classics, families that have read history, for us with little kids, uh, it's a lot of great novels, so uh, C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia, uh, my wife is reading the kids, Anne of Green Gables, and uh, right now we're about two-thirds of the way through the Fellowship of the Ring with my kids, which is pretty fun, so... Uh, good stories, good novels. That's all you need. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's an important thing. Now, do you uh, kind of just gather around the family room? Don't make it too difficult, right? And just read? Yeah, absolutely. You gather around, you say, all right, kids. Now, sometimes uh, if there's tension or fighting, we have to say, hey, you guys need to sit in these different places. Uh, but especially with especially with our younger daughter, Gemma, who's four, Oftentimes she'll have some toys that she's playing with or something else that's engaging her, uh, even as we read. But and you know what I've noticed is for maybe the first 15 minutes, sometimes the kids will chafe a little bit. They'll want to do something else. Uh, but once we get past 15 minutes, uh, they don't want you to stop. Every time I try to stop, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. It uh, just takes a little bit to get into it. What about uh, for couples uh, to do this and, and maybe a, a book or two that you'd recommend starting with? Oh man, well there's so many uh so many good books out there for couples. I think uh one that I would recommend that I'm a big fan of and it's also Pope Francis has called it one of his favorite books is The Betrothed, a great Italian novel about an engaged couple trying to get married, but uh there's so many good ones out there. So that's maybe a place to start, but uh the list is uh, the list is endless. Yeah, I like it, man. Uh, Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life. Any announcements or anything you'd like to plug? 
Well, you know, we've got this uh, five-part digital faith formation series, Faith Superheroes, and uh, we've done the first two, John Wynn and uh, Justin White led our last one, and this Thursday at 7 p.m., uh, Jessica Hernandez will be leading one about our relationship with Mary and growing in that relationship. So I definitely encourage this Thursday night, 7 p.m. on Zoom, uh, we've got information on our website. It's a great series. Love it, man. Uh, Adam Story, talk to you soon, brother. Hey, thanks a lot, John. All right, coming up right after this, Friends Bishop William Johnson of the Diocese of Des Moines going to be talking about his meeting with Vice President Pence. It happened uh, last week, and uh, as he met with many different religious leaders, the Vice President did, and we'll talk about uh, our continuing plan, trying to keep people up to date as, as much as possible, and our bishop has just done a great job of that on uh, where we're going and, and uh, you know, just the plan of, of uh, healing right now and also the plan of where we're going to go over the course of the next weeks and months. Right after this, don't go anywhere. John Lee in the morning right here on this Tuesday, May 12th. Thanks to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. When planting a landscape, they're passionate about providing natural solutions, creating a lush and full landscape for customers to enjoy for many, many years. Passionate for the beautiful-looking landscape is what drives their business. Honesty and integrity comes first. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's 515-493-1060. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. This is Dr. Ray Garendi from The Doctor Is In. Okay, I'll confess. Years ago when I was asked to be on Catholic Radio, I peremptorily said, uh, no thanks. And then I realized the power of Catholic Radio. As I got emails and letters from folks who have come back to the church, whose families converted, whose lives were made better, it's training for the troops. It makes better Catholics, better Christians out of the folks who listen. And then they go out to transform the world. Your gift works to make a difference for you. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. 
Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee Knight in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Talked to Dean last week. Uh, he's doing well. Still on top of those roofs, man. Residential re-roofs like commercial jobs for the last 30 years, 963-4494. He says hello to all of his friends here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 963-4494. Let's go to our next guest of the day, Bishop of the Diocese of Des Moines, Bishop William Johnson, back on the show. Hello, Bishop. You won't see me getting up on any roofs anytime soon. <laughs> it's so. not going to happen, huh? Now, now, <laughs> no longer. I'm, I'm very nimble. I'm wondering that. about that bike setting. Have we moved that up? Are we uphill a little bit more now? Well, yeah, we got three three blocks under. You know, I mean, I've gotten out on the road a few times here, but you know, it's it's going to be harder to find hills in, in Central Iowa than it was up in Northeast Iowa. Well, so uh, yeah, I'm was. sure uh, the cyclists can point them out to me. But uh, yeah, we have to head up maybe the Des Moines River Valley a little bit more. So there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Last week, uh, the Vice President of the United States came into town. You were able to uh, uh, be in some of those meetings. Uh, just did the one main encounter on Friday, and we received an invitation early in the week, uh, mediated through Tom Chapman, director of Iowa Catholic Conference. I wonder if I would be open to uh, an appearance, and uh, I thought, you know, as uh, faith leaders, we need to be able to engage people from all sectors of society, including our, our political leaders, so uh, I was open to that, and, uh, you know, uh, trying to be very open to you know, whichever, you know, not be partisan in any way, so this opportunity to meet our vice president and to relate back to him uh, the, uh, the, what we're about right now with uh, the uh, move toward regathering and everything. And so what uh, what came out of that? So he, he was here to meet with religious leaders specifically, uh, the way I understand it? Yeah, I mean, I think he had multiple events. He was doing something with business leaders following, and of course delayed with uh, his, uh, his own press secretary testing positive. So what was to be a late morning encounter ended up being an early afternoon encounter. And uh, and so there were uh, a pretty, you know, select group. I don't know how I made the cut necessarily, but uh, who who made that uh, invitation? But uh, so about ten or eleven, it seemed uh, kind of heavy with the family leader folks, you know. So our evangelical brothers and sisters, and then myself, and then uh, Rabbi David Kaufman, were also part of the, the mix there. So uh, uh, you know, the, uh, while as bishops we've been in consultation with Interfaith Coalition and. Trying to be, you know, mindful of what others are, are doing, but uh, obviously, as Catholics, we'll we'll make our own decisions. So he uh, arrived early afternoon. Uh, our hosts at West Kirk Presbyterian Church in Urbandale were very gracious. Pastor Mike there, and uh, uh, he was joined by Governor Reynolds and uh, Senators Grassley and Joni Ernst. So um, you know, they they were there. They, they each had brief interventions, kind of, I think, a little bit of a testimony of their own faith, but. Uh, Governor Pence, or excuse me, Vice President Pence spoke for probably 10 to 15 minutes and, uh, you know, just really commended how, you know, he understands the heartache of Americans, uh, Americans of faith, uh, to be gathering in churches and that he himself, you know, had kind of been doing the live streaming at church with his own and, and had the other uh, politicians as well. And, uh, and then just uh, kind of Commending uh, how we've carried on our mission in our respective communities, that uh, that the church hasn't pushed the pause button and is continuing to to do the work, not only of worship but uh, outreach and, and ministry to our people, connecting with them. I know you know as with many of our pastors, making phone calls and volunteers and trying to be church with each other, even though he can't necessarily be physically present. So prayer, and then the, the charitable outreach was just part of our social justice commitment, too. So he recognized all that and affirmed that and uh, yeah, and said that's, you know, 
kind of ingredient to who we are as Americans. One of the things I've been really impressed with, Bishop, is uh, the, the, the level of commitment that you have and your team has to just being very transparent. Um, you know, the emails that you're sending out, the videos that you guys are doing, you know, letting people know that first and foremost, you understand the ache. And I want you to speak to that because there, there is a real ache. We talked about that last time you were on the show and a hunger to get back together again, of course, safely. Uh, but, you know, I, I see that as a positive. You know, I know it hurts and they're suffering there, but, um, you know, that ache there that the Lord has, has placed, I think, in a lot of our hearts, uh, there's something strangely beautiful about it. Well, I, and I'm, I'm glad you can appreciate that, John. And this is not, you know, oh, this will be good for you, so we're going to make you suffer, right. you know, no pain, no gain. I mean, you know, the opponent here is the virus and, uh, you know, the public health implications and the fact that, you know, so much is unknown about our own status until we actually do, do test Iowa or, you know, present with symptoms or something like that. So, you know, very trying to be mindful of the common good. So, yeah, I get I get feedback, and uh, it cuts both ways. And I and I really uh, appreciate those who reach out to me and uh, try to make known this this Eucharistic longing. I have a little bit of a column in the mirror that'll be uh, released later this week, and kind of came across uh, a reflection by Joseph Rotzinger, then you know, Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth, where he talks about you know those who are in concentration camps in in Germany and Russia, how you know, they they made Eucharist of their longing, a Eucharistic longing that itself became something beautiful that kind of formed their souls, molded them ever more to be receptive to the deep graces of, of union that God wants to give them. And so in that, obviously God taking initiative, but how that, that suffering, that spiritual suffering that was there joined to the moral and physical suffering that they endured uh, became something transformative for them. And, uh, you know, so that, you know, it wasn't on their timeline. They didn't take matters into their own hands, as he said. So uh, I'm very conscious of the stewardship of, of people's souls. A lot are making, you know, reference to, uh, you know, the, the martyrs and the heroic witness that is there. And uh, and I think there will be a time where we can make that decision and step forward, knowing that we're incurring a risk, but, you know, a, a qualified risk, a risk that, that says out of charity and love for our neighbors, we have the real opportunity now to make a spiritual sacrifice in love for, for the well-being of, of the whole community, the whole body, uh, which extends beyond even our own faith community as well. So, um, you know, you know that uh, martyrdom is is a, is a voluntary thing, but you know that we, you know, just as tragically, we find in our care facilities, you know, health professionals not only receiving the uh, the virus and being affected with COVID nineteen but uh, unwittingly communicating that to others. And so as much, you know, the word mitigation is thrown around a lot, but, uh, you know, when we move past a critical phase and, you know, we want to consult, you know, the professionals in that, and then, and then we'll allow that, and we've got the steps in place. So Now, is this, a decision that, is this a decision that bishops of Iowa will make together in joint unison, or is this something... No, uh, we have our representatives who are actually having a conference call this afternoon, and so in, they're in close uh, concert with the, uh, with the bishops. You know, Adam Story, our vice chancellor here, who's also head of our marriage and family life, always familiar to Iowa Catholic Radio. Just <laughs> on right before you. Ways. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah he, that guy, he's everywhere. So, um, you know, I think just to be able to talk to to these things, so, you know, as much as we can, but, you know, we look at, you know, eastern Iowa is beginning to see a, a decline. 
that in central and western Iowa, Woodbury County, the Sioux City Diocese, so Bishop Nicholas, he has to be mindful of his own flock. And I think, you know, in that there is discretion and prudence that may result that one, one bishop, one diocese is making the move in a way that the other diocese is being a little bit more deliberate. So You didn't sign up for this, man. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, this uh, proves itself through the struggle, right? And, uh, you know, whatever the challenges that come with this yoke of office, uh, how much more are those families and parents and, and those who are just trying to put bread on the table, those whose vocation puts them on the front line? And, uh, you know, we're going to be out among with some of these people who want to affirm and give witness. Uh, but uh, I, I, I draw from the prayers of the Mass and draw from so much so. Uh, don't feel sorry for me in any way. Well, five and ten years down the line, there's going to be you know some kind of uh, humor here that's going to come out of this just for you personally because you know looking back, your first year as bishop, uh, a pandemic strikes. You know, I mean, no one expects that. It's enough to just take over a diocese. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was wondering, you know, because Archbishop Hartmeyer was installed as uh, Archbishop of uh, Atlanta this past week. I wonder yeah. how they did that. I didn't log on to see that ceremony. Yeah. That what that looks like, if they were all wearing face masks or not. I want to share one anecdote, you know, not let time get away too much. Please. So, again, you know, and I know even apparently on uh, one of our CNN shows last night, uh, Rabbi Kaufman was there, and the question came up about face masks. And, you know, uh, yes, I walked through the security of the Secret Service and everything into the church on the side entrance and passed through those close quarters. And then was in, you know, there was a long holding period there as we waited with the delay. And so, you know, we were all respecting social distance on that, and that's where I felt comfortable taking my mask off. And Rabbi Kaufman, obviously, having gone through quadruple bypass surgery, was more guarded, and, and we reverenced that. But I think I, we all have to make our peace with having face masks on, not simply for our own protection, but obviously for one another, because that's something we're really going to ask people when they come together for mass. And so I think this, you know, kind of is... Uh, you know, a, a reality check for me even more, and uh, out of all humility, you know, even if social distance is being observed, when we come together in church, we're really going to ask people to wear masks. And so I think we should become accustomed to that sooner rather than later. And I know a lot of people, uh, particularly women, are making the masks, and, you know, the supply is, is uh, you know, catching up to the demand on that regard. Do you, got a cycl- do you have a cyclone one yet? Ah, oh, why is it these women feel compelled to you know, sue LA and, and others to use that cyclone fabric? You know, they just you know bring it out there. So it's, uh, you know, once again, in the midst of this, we can provoke each other in our own kind of partisan uh, Hawkeye cyclone ways. But uh, at the end of the talk, you know, at the various interventions, uh, Governor Pence, you know, had you know obviously noted as Catholic bishop that I was there. Uh, shared the story. He did see the Holy Father Pope Francis at the end of January. So, oh, he must have been there after I was there, and uh, had about an hour-long conversation. Had related to the Pope that his mother was Catholic, and uh, and so at the time where the Holy Father hands out the rosaries, he gave the rosary to Vice President Pence and said, "This is for your mother. This oh, is for your mother." Wow, <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know. And like many Catholic mothers, I wonder when she prays that rosary. I mean, obviously her son is a God-fearing man, and uh, you know worships the the. The, the one true God, but, you know, uh, the fullness of, of the Church present is assisting yep. in, the, in the, the Church of Christ in, in the, the Catholic Church, so, you know, uh, would that uh, maybe he, he sees that there's a richness there, but, uh, you know, again, uh, it was a, an overall cordial, and I felt no pressure from him, Governor Reynolds, or anyone, 
hey, let's move this along. I think they were affirming that this is a, is a, a direction that we're headed as a society, but I felt no personal pressure whatsoever. Good. Come on, Catholics. Yeah. Get get your get your tukuses in, in, in the seats in church. No, they yeah. they were very respectful of our own uh, authority over our flock. Well, we love it, man, and and thank you so much for coming on the show as always, and and just being as transparent as you are and and uh, open with us. Would you uh, would you give us your blessing? As we seek the protection of the archangels Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, our own guardian angels, and all the saints of God this day, Narius and Achilles, Pancras. May the blessings of Almighty God uh, sustain and pave the way for all of you who are listening. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bishop William Johnson, everyone. Talk to you soon, Bishop. Have a great rest of the week. Peace, John. Thank you very much. All right. Until next time. Uh, Yes, that is Bishop William Johnson, everyone of the Diocese of Des Moines. Check out the videos that they're doing, friends. The Diocese has done a great job with those, uh, as well as, of course, the masses that they're putting out there, the different resources. Adam's story earlier in the uh, show was talking about the faith superheroes stuff that they're doing there. So the diocesan website, um, which I I don't know how long it's been new. I can't speak to that, but it really is a beautiful looking website. Um, It's it's very easy to navigate as well. So dmdiocese.org dmdiocese.org for more stuff there and of course follow them on facebook and uh as well as your your own parish and iowa catholic radio heck they're, they're, we'll take you we'll take up all the hours of your day here on on the on social media good stuff coming out of there all right second half hour gene wells host of straight talk and a preview of her show and brian gonzalez director of development for intervisions Healthcare. Big announcement for their June Gala. It's going virtual. I'll just make it here. And how that's going to work, well, they'll have the details. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on this Tuesday, May 12th. Thank you again for being a part of the show. And thank you to, who's next? Golden Rule, plumbing, heating, and cooling. 20 years in business. GoldenRulePHC.com. The quality of workmanship and the materials and equipment is taken as serious as ever. Founded in 1999, now over 20 years in business. GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you for underwriting the show. That is GoldenRulePHC.com. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. The Gospel of the Lord Unlike the incomplete and temporary peace that we experience in the world, the peace that Jesus gives to us is total and lasts forever. It's realized when we're united with our Heavenly Father, which can't be done without Jesus defeating the evil one, described here as the ruler of the world, by suffering in his passion, death, and then rising from the dead. Hence, Jesus is willing to endure the absence of peace in this world in the form of great acts of violence against him, so that his peace wins out and we might enjoy it with him.
At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePhD.com. Golden Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thanks for coming back on the show, friends. John Lee, Nettie in the Morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk, and a preview of her show coming up. And Brian Gonzalez, Director of Development for Intervisions. Their gala is going now to become a virtual one, and uh, we'll talk to him about those details. I know many listeners here at Iowa Catholic Radio are deeply invested and involved in Intervisions Healthcare and the great work that they continue to do. So we'll uh, we'll highlight that coming up today as well. Mark Amadale, News and Sports, weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwa, and your Saint of the Day here on this Tuesday. May 12th, Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Good morning once again, John. Happy Tuesday to you as we get off to a pretty good start this week. What's your busiest day of the week at work? Every day right now. Yeah. <laughs> We've got close to 50,000 absentee requests in because wow. of the uh, new arrangements with voting. We're trying to uh, encourage people to vote by mail, so that's increased our, our uh or how I put it works. So now, how uh, how many is yeah. normal? Yeah. How many normal absentee do you send out for an election? Well, it depends on the election. Yeah, um, you know, obviously the the primaries are not as heavy as uh, or not as busy rather as the November elections. But the primaries are really uh, not. But we've we're gonna we set we're setting all all time high today. I think we'll break our record back in 2018 of over 50,000, I believe, once we get everything processed. So we're very busy, and rightly so. We encourage people to vote by mail. If they haven't, they can call their auditor's office, and we can help them with those arrangements. But uh, we just don't want people standing in line on Election Day and because uh, we've got reduced polling sites, so there are going to be less places to vote. So we're encouraging to do it by mail, and it's very safe, and I've been doing it for 20 years. So we've got a lot of people that are kind of, oh, they want to they want to vote on Election Day. That's more American. Well, no, what's American is voting yeah. and, and making your – your vote count, whether it's today or the day before or even on, but uh, that's what we're encouraging. So we'd like to see that in all 99 counties. Which ballot are you on? I am not. And don't be writing my name in. <laughs> With that little box. Last time I got... Check it. Last time I got votes for dog catcher and I almost won, so I don't <laughs> want that. I don't I mean, I know that was you behind that, you and a few others that uh, uh, that would like to see that. So, no, don't write my name in. I'm your campaign chair. <laughs> no, that's all I need. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. Although we could start a John Leonetti no GoFundMe page. I got uh, yeah. There's a oh, few. Man. I see a few items that are running out of pose. I yeah, yeah. But I've already voted, so <laughs> I can't take my ballot back. <laughs> my wife wouldn't even vote uh, for me, man. Well, it's uh, it's universal. I think that you're, you got to get through your family first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Both you and I will not will not get out of our family <laughs> primary to even be, be on the ballot. No so doubt about that. That's not gonna. That's no not gonna happen. That. So, so yeah. When you ask me what my busiest day is, every day's busy right now. There's no ball games to officiate. I have no college or high school right now. Hopefully, we'll find a decision here in the next week or two about high school baseball and softball. But, what are you thinking? Fifty fifty uh, right now, or, or you think? Maybe I think it's fifty fifty. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at what other states are doing around us. Minnesota, Missouri, and Nebraska have kind of had something going on with youth sports this summer. Uh, they've allowed that here in the last several days, or it looks like they are. So I don't know what the governor's going to do. I'll respect whatever decision she makes, and we'll be ready one way or the other. Yeah, I got uh, an email yesterday about Joseph's T-ball and Gianna's, and uh, it looks like it's it's roaring and ready to go here this June. So uh, they're still, of course, you know, said things can change, but uh, they're still on track, they right. told us. Well, all the leagues need to be optimistic, so they have to have a plan in case uh, you know it, we're going forward. If they decide not to, then at least they've tried. They're, they have to be organized and ready to go, and I think that's what everybody's wanting to do and, and is doing is being prepared. And uh, well, we'll see. There'll be it'll be a definitely modification. We may see parents sitting in cars watching games, players along the fences. If you're playing baseball or softball, um, they're, they're going to have to work something out, and uh, I think they're working all the, those scenarios through right now, John. Sounds good to me. All right, my friend. Are you going to umpire this year? No. Are you get back into it? No. Okay. No, I'm done. I'm retired. That was just a one-and-done deal for you, huh? Uh, two. Two seasons. Was it two? Yeah. Was it before you got married? Two long seasons. Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. All right. I just thought I'd always recruiting uh, umpire, especially the good ones, not the ones that yell at it's us. It's the want, opposite the of, of marriage, though. It tricks you because the umpire is always right. That just doesn't work <laughs> out in marriage like that. Hey, I've got a few T-shirts I wear around the house, and my, my wife and daughter just shake their head. Yeah. That doesn't work here. That does not work here in this house. And you know what? They're right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Right now from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, we have overcast skies and 45 degrees here in central Iowa with north winds at 5 miles per hour. Today will be partly cloudy throughout the day, a high of 61 degrees, southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Normal high around this uh, time of year is 71 degrees. Our normal low is 51 degrees, so we're a little bit cooler than what we'd like to see. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies, overnight low of 47 degrees, and tomorrow cloudy rain in the afternoon expected on your Wednesday, a high of 62 degrees. And on Thursday, scattered showers and thunderstorms, but it'll be warmer, high of 74 degrees. And on Friday, partly cloudy and dry, a high of 72 degrees. Well, in the news on this uh, Tuesday morning, as businesses across Iowa begin to reopen, uh, Des Moines will do the same with a busy downtown street. Now, beginning today, the city of Des Moines will reopen one lane of Grand Avenue between 13th and 15th Streets, adjacent to the John and Mary Papa John Sculpture Park. Des Moines closed off the street last month to prevent drivers from scooping the loop and encourage uh, social distancing at the park during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Drivers will also be able to park on the north side of Grand Avenue. The street's southern lane will still be closed. Now, a spokesperson for the City of Des Moines said the partial reopening of Grand Avenue is being done as city officials expect to see more traffic downtown because of the easing of state COVID-19 restrictions. Now, across from the uh, Sculpture Park, traffic on Locust Street will continue to be limited to one lane between 10th and 15th Streets. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And again, Governor Reynolds expect to announce a decision about Iowa's two high school summer sports, baseball and softball, should be made by the end of this month. And once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have overcast skies and 45 degrees, a north wind at 5 miles per hour. And today we will see partly cloudy skies throughout the day, a high of 61 degrees with southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Tuesday morning, John Leonetti Show. And coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free as we continue with that drive this morning. Lots of construction, so uh, keep an eye out for that today. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. These two saints challenge the idea that our faith is a private, separate affair from our public lives. Saints Nereus and Achelaus today were soldiers in the Roman army during the 2nd century. After some period of service, both abandoned the army and made a public profession of their Christian faith. Because of their proclamation in the public square, they were exiled from the Roman Empire to the island of Tarasia. There, they too were martyred. 200 years after their death, Pope Gregory the Great delivered his 28th homily on the occasion of their feast. Quote, These saints before whom we are assembled despised the world and trampled it under their feet when peace, riches, and health gave it charms. We ask today Saints Nereus and Achelaus to pray for us. Amen. And a big thanks to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our Saint of the Day, a family man that knows how important wills and estate planning is. Can't thank him enough for all he's done for us here. 30 years in business, 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Let's go to Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk. Hi, Gene. Good morning, Jean. Hey, John. How you doing? Doing just fine this morning. What do we got coming up on your show? I have, well, I think this is something that's going to impact all of us. I have Bruce Buchanan, who is the president of Compass Clinical Associates here in Urbandale. And we're going to talk about not just depression and anxiety that you can experience during times of great stress, but just mental ex- exhaustion. And, you know, what do we do? How should we handle this? What, what if it escalates to something worse? 
What if it ex- escalates to, to something that all of a sudden there's violence involved, either towards yourself or towards others? And what are some of the signs we should be attentive to? What, what is the call for help that we can make when we're stressed? And the coronavirus has certainly caused that with all of us. Yeah, I think so. All right. That's yep. coming up today at 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. You can check it out the full hour online, iowacatholicradio.com. It's all podcasted there. Talk to you soon, Gene. God bless. All right, friends. Brian Gonzalez, right after this, going to be talking about their virtual gala that's now taking place in June. He'll have all the details of that for InterVisions Healthcare. Don't go anywhere. John Lee in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Blessman International operates vegetable farming, chicken farming, fish farming initiatives to provide sustainable sources of food for the children that they serve there in the South African province of Limpopo, South Africa. Of course, they've had to get creative right now with a lot of the things that are happening and, and that are happening there, but they always have that service first mentality. That's one thing that's always inspired me about Blessman International. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you again for underwriting this show. That's Blessman international.org. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Tuesday, May 12th. I'm Kelly Musher Collins. Be sure to check out the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page to watch Bishop Johnson's private Wednesday Mass and to hear his regular reflections. If you don't have Facebook, we invite you to check out the Diocese of Des Moines YouTube channel where his reflections and Masses are also posted. Check out the latest issue of the Catholic Mirror hitting mailboxes this weekend. Read about how 8th grade and high school graduates across our diocese are being celebrated despite social distancing restrictions. Read about Mercy One and CHI Healthcare's response to their COVID patients. And in our Vocation Centerfold, you'll read about the many unexpected graces experienced by our seminarians who are quarantined both in Rome and St. Paul, Minnesota. Read about the upcoming June 12th ordination of three seminarians and meet our newest seminarian. Last but not least, this issue contains our new priest assignments and priest milestone anniversaries. Check out these stories and much more in the May issue of the Catholic Mirror, hitting mailboxes this weekend. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Join us on Thursday, June 4th for our annual gala benefiting InterVisions Healthcare. This year, Rebecca Hagen will share her emotional story of beginning a chemical abortion, but then minutes later changing her mind and how she was determined to reverse her mistake in an attempt to save her unborn baby. As a medical nonprofit, all proceeds from the dinner support our life-affirming services. We promise it'll be an evening that you'll long remember. For more information, visit IVHcare.org and thanks for supporting the women and babies of InterVisions Healthcare. Support 
support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction. Dream Dirt's online equipment auction, Farm Bid, is an online auction house for farm machinery. We take your equipment photos and information and create listings for our customers to make it as easy as possible to get started selling machinery online. And each item is advertised individually to get the most exposure. Bidding happens 24-7 at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right. God, you're my deliverer. One, one who carries our Thanks for joining me today, friends. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is Tuesday. It is May 12th. Our saint quote of the day. Jesus is with you. Even when you don't feel his presence, he is never so close to you as he is during your spiritual battles. St. Padre Pio. Let's go to our next guest of the day. He is a director of development for InterVisions Healthcare, Brian Gonzalez. Hello, sir. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I, I am looking at a miracle before my eyes. One page of notes from Brian Gonzalez. Not four. It's always, not, it's always not one eight, page, John. Not it's twelve. Always, I, he didn't hand me a book. What I have is one page of notes here. This is unbelievable. John, it's, it's, always, it's always one page. Sometimes the font is five and the margins are 0. 0.5, though. So, you know, we got uh-huh. to squeeze it all in there. That's the way it works. Hey, a few man. shout outs. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, our, our mission is to, to moms. So we just had Mother's Day on Sunday. So happy Mother's Day to, uh, to all the moms out there, all the moms listening. Um, today's the last day of National Nurses Week. And so a shout out to our nurses uh, who faithfully serve our patients every day. And to all those nurses uh, on the front lines during this coronavirus, uh, during this coronavirus time. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, start off our segment. I'm glad you did. Uh, we we don't we don't have you on enough, man, because I, I love getting the numbers and and you know who and and what's going on here. So give us a quick update. I see 977 mothers have empowered, yeah. uh, have been empowered, and, and babies have been saved. Yeah. So we um, we just keep cheering along, uh, John. We. Uh, our April uh, was was like our second or third busiest month ever. So when when a lot of businesses are sort of uh, slowing down, a lot of nonprofits had to close their doors because they weren't able to adjust. Um, Intervisions, we, we, we certainly made some adjustments uh, during the coronavirus time, and we're not seeing STD patients, so we just really focused on our, our bread and butter, our, our pregnancy patients, and really wanted to, to meet them where they were in, in a unique and special way during this time. Of course, a lot of People are spending more time at home. Um, well, when you're at home, you end up, uh, you know, having some extra time in your, in your hands. And so six to eight weeks later, we saw a real spike in pregnancy patients at our clinic, uh, so much so that it's, it's uh, it, a lot of the cases, too, are really tough. They're not easy. Uh, our nurses are spending even more time really counseling and, and sharing um, their options with really pouring themselves and investing as much as they can in those patients. So, you know, it, 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 it's been... For me, as a, as, a, as a development person and a fundraiser, it's been a, a unique opportunity to, to have meaningful contacts with our, don- our donors and supporters and let them know, hey, this is what's going on, uh, you know, in a sense, behind closed doors here at the clinic. Um, and, and I shared with you one of those. Uh, so, so, yeah, t- the number, right? So the metric, right? Every, every time I'm on, I want to share with your, with your listeners, since our doors opened in 2011, more than 977 women who have come into the clinic either undecided or abortion-minded or abortion-vulnerable have changed their minds and have chosen life. We're on the cusp of a 1,000 
women whose lives have positively been affected and have chosen life and a thousand babies who are walking or crawling around today because of them, of them coming through our doors and meeting with our nurses. Have you noticed since the uh, outbreak here, this pandemic, have you noticed that people are more abortion-minded or, or abortion-vulnerable as they walk through or maybe even more difficult to discuss with, or, or has it just kind of been the same? Yeah, so what are the reasons why women typically uh, feel like they have no other option, right? They have no job, they have no food, they don't have clothing. Their support group is sort of closing in on them and, and encouraging them to abort. Um, coronavirus adds another obstacle for them, right? So, so they're fearful of them getting sick during their pregnancy. They're fearful of the economic impact that coronavirus is having on them and their situation, maybe uh, maybe they're more. Maybe they have a job that they're more likely to potentially lose uh, down the road. You know, in, in the next month or two, and so the thought of uh, being pregnant and having economic uh, challenges is is really overwhelming for them. So our nurses really sort of have to just say, okay, let's let's lay all the cards out on the table. Let's have a you know conversation here, um, and and what are your fears and concerns, and 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 see if we can help them overcome uh, those obstacles. Yeah. I, I, that's you know I I have to think it just adds another layer um, to the, the life saving work that you are trying to do for those mothers and and their children. Um, you are going to be having your uh, gala still, but it is not going to be in person like you normally have it. You're going virtual. That's right. It is. It's really sad. Uh, we you know many of your listeners uh, know how, how much of a joy it is to get together. Uh, it's always the first Thursday in June, so we've sort of. You know that's kind of that's kind of the intervisions day is that first Thursday in June. It's a very really special day, Brian. It is. We wanted to keep that. Uh, that's your birthday, isn't it? <laughs> Glad you noticed. It is. I, I'm so sorry, John. Uh, we weren't able to gather 900 of our friends and, and sing your happy birthday. But um, now that I know that, we'll try to add a, a little happy birthday to you uh, virtually. That. So anyway, um, yeah. So this year we'll be do- going virtual um, and. Um, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, for, for those of you who are sponsors and have bought tables, I haven't yet reached out to you, and I plan on doing that this week. We really just pivoted uh, over the last couple of days uh, once we were able to, to renegotiate uh, terms and things like that. But we, we, we really are excited about having a, a really solid program. So if you go to our website, we just switched our landing page over about three minutes before the excitement started. I thought it happened last week, but we got, we got it switched over. So if you go to IVHcare.org, and uh, there'll be a little pop-up, and it'll say register for the virtual gala. Um, and so you'll be able to click that and get yourself registered. Uh, we would love to have 900 guests. Our goal this year was to have 900 uh, physical guests. We would love to have 900 virtual guests. So I, I hope that we can get a couple hundred signed up today after this uh, after this radio interview. My email gets every time somebody registers, I get an email. So I want my email to just blow up uh, over the next uh, half hour or so. Um, but we're excited. It's, it's 23 days away. Uh, we're going to keep it short. We 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 understand uh, people are being virtualized to death during this pandemic, and um, you know we want to be respectful of our donors' times. And so one of the things we we're going to encourage folks to do is if they did buy a table. And they're comfortable doing this. Some people may not be, and that's fine. Uh, but if they want to invite those those ten people over to their home and have a little house party, um, and then at, you know at, at seven o'clock they can click the YouTube live button or, or however we end up doing it, they can go visit our website and then watch it all together. Sort of instead of being in a room with nine hundred folks, they can be in a room with, you know socially distance approved 
uh, on different couches and things like that with, with, uh, with, with 10 other guests or whatever, something like that. So kind of to be a little creative, uh, with that, um, it is our, it is our biggest fundraising event. I was going to say, this is by far your biggest. Yeah. Just a reminder to your, to your, to your listeners, uh, you know, we are a free medical clinic and so donors and benefactors really support the free programs and services that we provide all of our patients. Um, and, and really the, the success of this fundraising event is going to um, impact the second half of our year. Uh, I think, you know, we're, we're, in a, we're in a stable financial position right now, which is great, um, but our gala typically raises about 30% of our annual um, uh, funds. And so if, 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 if we aren't able to do well at the gala this year, then we're going to have to make some tough decisions moving forward in the second half of the year. And we really want to continue providing um, as much uh, support as we can to our patients, and um, so that's going to be critical. Of course, uh, for those of your donors, for those of your listeners who, who didn't know or don't remember, we opened a second clinic in October. Yeah, and so that's been phenomenal. And, and uh, you know, one of the I'd like to do a show. I got to let you go, but I'd like to do a show from that new clinic when we can get out and about again. I think that would be fun to highlight all the the things that that new clinic is bringing and, and offering. I want you to give that website again for people to register because that's the most important thing people can do today that's right yep ivhcare.org so india victor hotel charlie alpha romeo echo.org if you end up googling intervisions healthcare it'll take you to the to the uh, patient page but ivhcare.org and then you'll click on the link uh, and it'll take you to our virtual gala registration page yeah register friends and and just be generous with them they're at the top of our list my wife and i uh for on our monthly uh, little giving and uh, we we really appreciate the work that they do and, and are praying for them as well. Brian Gonzalez, everyone, the Director of Development for Intervisions Healthcare. Talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, John. Take care. All right. That puts this show in the books, my friends. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing this morning? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hey, friends, if you can, remember Iowa Catholic Radio as well. You know, we, we try to be the microphone, the voice for so many different nonprofits and organizations out there, and we can't do that without your help as well. IowaCatholicRadio.com. There's a little donate button at the top there. Thank you for your generosity. We'll be back on live tomorrow, friends. In the meantime, I'm John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our Flood our souls with one desire Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun, make darkness run John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.